0: Hello, I'm your host Jim McLean. Welcome to the latest edition of the Butterflix Podcast. On this episode, ahead of the release of Ant-Man and the Wasp later this week, I'm joined by Aaron Flanagan from the Comic Book Guys on Great Victoria Street. We're going to be discussing the Wasp. We're going to be giving you the one-on-one on the character, everything you need to know. We're going to be discussing her creation, her comic book heritage, some of the recommended reads, and some of the writers and illustrators that have worked on the character over the years. But before you hear that interview, let's play a clip of the film.
1: Hiya champ, how was school today?
0: Uh, ha, ha, ha. All right, get your jokes out now. Can you fix the suit?
1: So cranky.
0: You want a juice box and some string cheese? <laughs> Do you really have it? That? So that's a clip of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And as I said in the little preamble for this podcast, I'm joined now by Aaron Flanagan from the Comic Book Guys on Great Victoria Street. Aaron, we have all the plugs in there. But you're here, Aaron, you're going to be talking about uh, the Wasp because yep. this is one of the new characters that's going to be popping up within the next installment of Marvel's MCU. Of course, Ant-Man and the Wasp. So before we kind of get down, iron to talking specifically about the character's history and her comic book origins, tell me about the creation of the character of the Wasp. Who are the
1: writers, who are the illustrators that played the role in creating this character? Well, the Wasp, to be honest, is one of the, in my opinion, most underrated characters we have in the comic book realm at the minute because... Little known fact, she was actually... Um, before we get into talking about who created her, one of the most important things, I think, to mention is if we didn't have The Wasp, we wouldn't have The Avengers. Um, it was actually The Wasp, Janet Van Dyne and Hank Pym who created The Avengers. They came up with the idea of the team and they also um, decided to give the team their na- the team their name. So without those guys, um, we wouldn't have had The Avengers as we know them today. I think the, the creators and the writers at the time, obviously... Back when she was created in nineteen sixty three, um, it was it was actually King Kirby, Jack Kirby, and uh, Stan Lee who came up with the character, and I think they were trying to create a character at the time who really was very very different. She was very fashion forward. She was very very um, thought provoking, very clever, and at the time to give a power, that sort of part to a woman, um, you know, wasn't very uh, the end thing. So it was a fantastic move by Stan Lee at the time, and she first appeared in Tales of the Astonish, forty um, four way back in nineteen sixty three.
0: You've already kind of mentioned then, of course, the role she plays in in forming the Avengers. So, I mean, I know you've kind of touched on yeah. it there, but I mean, what is her kind of comic book heritage?
1: The Wasp, as I say, um, everybody knows her as really as Hank Pym's wife, but long before that, she. G- I know her as Evangeline Lilly. So that's you know. <laughs> so I'm I'm already at a disservice here, aren't? That's even a different version of the Wasp, which we'll get to actually. There's there's a few different versions of the Wasp. She's um, had a few different iterations throughout her time, but initially, when the character was created, Janet was her dad was killed um by the archetypal big villain and she wanted to seek revenge so she was working with Hank Pym at the time who was a, a very, very very Michael Douglas Michael Michael, Michael Douglas actually <laughs> he was a very clever scientist uh, and what he what she had decided to do was team up with him she got her her, her whole body um biologically changed um to enable her to shrink down to Wasp size, give her these translucent wings, give her the ability to shoot blasters, all that sort of cool, quirky stuff that um, you see on the screen now, today, you know. But when they created that character, they wanted to give her powers that, although it seemed sort of like shit powers, you know, to be able to shrink, she's actually one of the most powerful Avengers there is. Um, And I think that they were very, very clever in giving that role to um, Janet. Now, Janet, after getting her powers, then became uh, very, very she sort of fell in love you know she initially started off as a partner with um hank pym but very very soon after getting her power she fell in love with him and she tried her very best to get um, to marry him but he had already had a partner who had passed away so they created them you know they they created this bond through the the creation of the wasp uh, and in the end they actually do get married now there's something that we'll talk about soon that the wasp is most famous for and unfortunately it's not the best thing to be remembered for but um, Hank Pym goes out of his way actually um, to try to foil the Avengers and become one of the the biggest characters in it so what he does is he stages this ruse where he wants the Avengers to to fight um, and he's going to save the day but she finds out and she tries to dissuade him from doing that but in doing that he gets very very annoyed and actually ends up Slapping her in the face, and at the time it was the 1970s. It was a
0: This is 90s. something really comfortable, two fellas kind of talking <laughs> about here in on the in the store here. So I mean, so
1: we'll, we're aware of that, but we'll we'll carry on. So yeah, this this happened in the 1970s and it obviously sort of changed the landscape of comic books at the time because, you know, uh, back then, comics were just an escapism. They were just a bit of fun. They weren't politically charged. They weren't um, really referencing anything in society. So that was a big sea change for, for what was going on back in the day. You've touched on it there, but, you know, what are the recommended reads? What are the runs
0: that readers who want to know more about The Wasp after seeing the film or just want to know generally, want to know more about The Wasp, what are the, the key issues, the key runs that you would recommend they, they seek out in your store or any comic book store? Always in
1: our store, No, <laughs> Now, to be honest, there's The Wasp. She goes so unnoticed you know, in the mass media, and she's actually one of the most important characters. So literally any Avengers book that you ever pick up, she, in theory, is going to be there or thereabouts. For a long period, as I say, she, she looked after the Avengers. She was in, you know, in charge of them. So there's a great run um, that you should look out for called the mighty avengers she was fantastic she was in charge of it for a good 60 issues and at that time she was um you know in charge of looking after taking on the skrull and the kree and you know some of the big big the big hitters in the marvel universe and she was you know she was pivotal actually to a lot of that i think the most i think my favorite read which really endeared me to the character was around the time of secret invasion secret um, invasion and secret invasion It was just one of those big sort of Marvel epics that lasted for seven or eight issues. And in that, you know, it's not a spoiler. Well, it is a wee bit of a spoiler, but uh, it happens pretty early on. Um, Janet actually gives herself up, and she dies in the issue. Spoiler. (laughs) But like any great Marvel character, there's always a chance to come back in different versions. Um, but in, in Secret Invasion, she actually gives herself up to save the, not only the Avengers, but to save the entire world. Uh, Spoiler. <laughs> but I think that I remember reading that when I was, God, I would have been maybe 16, 17. And uh, I just thought at the time, you know. Did you cry? A wee bit, actually, <laughs> yeah, I did. Because, you know, she was a character, even on, the, on my radar at the time, had sort of went unnoticed. And it was only after that that I started to do a bit of delving back into her past to figure out, you know, a bit more about her and to find out really, you know, how she became so important within the Avengers. So that would be the, the one that I would re- recommend anybody who, who's going to read um, would go for Secret Invasion. What about. We asked you this last time. When we
0: had you on talking about Thanos, you know, what are the deeper cuts, issues, the more hardcore fans who maybe don't need the films to seek these out. But what are the issues that maybe are are less well known that you would recommend readers seek out? as i say in your store or any
1: store um see for well for deeper cuts for you know as i say a lot of her main stories happen within the avengers main runs um but there's things like what happened in vegas uh, it's a great story that's you know gives a bit more into her background her origin there's things like the ultimate wasp storyline which was like, you unite know, the thing about the Wasp, there's different incarnations and that's something that we should pick up on because for deeper cuts, it's good to get a plethora of knowledge of all the different versions of the Wasp. Um, you know, you've know, you got obviously Janet, who's the original Wasp. You've then got during the time of Secret Invasion when she gets killed, Hank or Henry and um, Pym takes over the role off yeah. which is strange, off Wasp for a period of time. He then goes back to Janet Man because it turns out, because this, I don't want you to all think that she dies for good. In the end, she came back from the microverse and uh, she was fine. But after that, her, they have a daughter and their daughter's Nadia now Nadia is the, this sort of current incarnation of, of the wasp and they've actually given her her own run in the last sort of two, two years and it's been fantastic as a deeper cut if you're getting ready to go and watch the film that's the one that I would recommend it's called The Unstoppable Wasp been a great wee run so far you know there's five six issues in it Um, but it really does give you a good origin of who Nadia is. And as I say, if you're going to see the film, that's the one that I would recommend you start on because it's this incarnation of the Wasp. And Janet makes a nice appearance in it as well, which is pretty cool. You know, you've mentioned the film. You've said you were a a fan of
0: it. Maybe it's not as high as some of the other Marvel Mm. films. I'd say I really enjoyed Ant-Man. I still will always want the Edgar Wright version, but that's me. I have to get past that. But the big thing, I suppose, with the Ant-Man film that it did and I know we're kind of going off on a tangent and I know you have places to be, you do have a shop to run after all, but I mean that opened up the quantum realm yep. so I mean now going forward I think that's something that's clearly going to play a big role within Avengers you know whatever it's going to be part two that's out next year so for anyone kind of the uninitiated you know how important is that within the kind of not so much the MCU but keeping up with comics how important is that the quantum realm within the comic books
1: it's, it's hugely important. Um, as I say, you know, even the, the example I gave earlier, when she was back from the microverse, it's essentially, a, it's essentially that. You know, it's a place where um, you can go, not when you die, but it's a place that you can go and come back from. And obviously, in regards to the film... You know, you want to know. Everybody wants to know where did all of the, our loved characters go. You know, and if it is a case that they're going down to heaven, <laughs> sorry, is. comic book heaven, <laughs> Valhalla, yeah. they are. Um, no, I think if that's the case that they go down the quantum realm, it's very important. And what it shows me is that they're putting a lot of weight behind Ant Man and the Wasp because obviously Ant Man didn't make an appearance in the film, but based on. Well he's that small, you know, maybe he did. Maybe he did and we just didn't see him. But because of how important the characters, especially the Wasp is in the comic book franchise, you know, the fact that she led the Avengers for such a long period of time the fact that she has powers that really make her undefeatable at times... um, I think that they might well be going down that route. I really hope they do because it makes me think that it's going to be either Ant-Man or the Wasp that essentially saves the entire Avengers. Now, whether that be, you know, the Wasp disappears at the end of the film and, you know, Ant-Man has to go into the the quantum universe and the quantum realm and find, you know, to find all of these characters bring back, who knows? But if they do go down that route, I think it it spells a very, very clear direction of where they may be going with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Now, another thing, this is
0: not a spoiler for me and from trailers. This has been spoiled from a marketing campaign. We know that Janet, in some shape or form, whether it's flashback or whether it's a character that's brought back mm. from the, the quantum realm, you know, we have Michelle Pfeiffer being cast in that role. You know, for you as the comic book fan, you know, that to, to see that actress taking on that role, just I know we're kind of saying this before we have seen the film, mm. but for a bit of casting, what do you think of that? She'll always be Catwoman for me, though. <laughs> I, remember, I remember them back in the day, but... Is that for a very wrong, dubious reason, We really want to go. don't want to go down? That's maybe a different podcast.
1: <laughs> That's Band <flicks> after hours. <laughs> no, do you know what? I think she's a perfect choice, actually. You know, uh, the fact that Janet in the comic books, you know, obviously she started, you know, she was very young, you know, in we first year, but, you know, as she does become in charge of the Avengers and she does start to take the helm, you know, you can see a very sort of she's got a very strong aura about her and I do think Michelle Pfeiffer's a great decision. You know, as you say it's hard to tell from a trailer, but if you were to ask me name five or six people who potentially could have played Janet, she would have been actually one of the choices. There's a few other people who would have done her, but who would have done her justice, but I think um, as I said the, the fact that she is she's beautiful, that was one of the things that, you know, that Hank falls in love with her for, but she's also very very fashion conscious, she's a strong, very very strong independent woman, and all of those things are Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, so I think it's a good choice for lots of different reasons. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a great bit of casting, but we'll have to see the film, You
0: know, what role she plays, whether it is you know, just flashbacks or whether she is saved from the quantum realm. We'll have I, to, to I, wait.
1: I think she'll be dead.
0: All right, well, spoiler. <laughs> um, we shall have to wait and see what, what, what way her portrayal of the character fits out on the film. We are running out of time. As I keep coming back to you, you do have a store to run. Comic book guys doesn't run itself, believe it or not. But bringing it back and wrapping it up, you know, you've kind of touched on a few things. You know, what are the key issues for you that collectors should seek out? What are the kind of iconic covers that involve the wasp? Throwing this all at yarn and you can take it or leave it. And for you, just because we did this last time with Thanos, you know, what are the, for you, the illustrators that really capture the essence Mm. of that character?
1: Okay. That was four questions in one, Jim. But I'll, that's what we do well at Vanderflix. Now the the most. Right, so there's a f- few different things. The most collectible issues to look out for for Wasp are certainly her first appearance. Tales of the astonished 44. Now, it's a very, very old book, 1963. So you're talking a lot, a lot of money to get your hands Do
0: you out. have it here in store?
1: We don't, unfortunately. We don't have that issue in store currently. It's it's worth thousands of dollars. Um, it's one that we potentially will have in the store at some point. You know, we've had things like the first appearance of the Hulk. We've had things like the first appearance of the Avengers. So at some point, I'm sure we will have the first appearance of the Wasp. But at the minute, it is such a hot book. It's something that people are actively seeking out at the minute. So, yeah, that's one to look out for. Another big one, as I say, is Avengers 1. Um, Janet appears in that. She joins the team in the first issue because she sets the team up with with, with Hank. So, again, it's another very, very collectible issue. Again, worth thousands and thousands of dollars uh, if you get it in good condition. So those are the sort of collectible issues. Because there's different incarnations of the Wasp as well, every time she changes or somebody else takes the helm, there are always issues to jump into. you know. Even the Unstoppable Wasp issue one, very, very modern book, very modern, only out in the last two years, but again, worth getting your hands on now because in the next few years, this version, Nadia, could become very, very important in the MCU and beyond and in the comic book realm. So those are the sorts of collectible issues to look out for at the minute. In terms of artists, there's really only one man who I would say has captured the wasp the way that everybody today imagines her, and it was George Perez. George Perez, back in the seventies, he did the longest stretch on the Avengers. That, that really give him a, an outlook onto who the character really was. Um, there's a lot of artists who would, you know, get the character for a short period of time, but because he'd done her for such a long time, um, he got to know her idiosyncrasies, and because of that, he got to change her costume quite regularly. And um, because again, it's the you know, the the idea of her being fashion forward and being very fashion conscious, she made her own designs in her own costumes. That was one of the cool things about the wasp. And um, when she started, that every time she appeared, she was in a different costume. And that's because that was her way of showing that she was very, very you know, um, very clever and very fashion forward. And she even starts her own fashion agency up. And um, she becomes the she becomes She Hulk's designer and stuff like that. So you know, but I think that George Perez early on realized that he could do stuff with the costume that nobody else could. Um, and he really did create the wasp as we all know her. You know, there's other artists who have. You know, people like Alex Ross, you know, when he draws her, my goodness, it's unbelievable. He he draws probably the most lifelike version of, of the Wasp that we've seen. But in terms of the comic book form, um, Perez's stuff, late 70s, early 80s, unreal.
0: I know you've mentioned it, Aaron, you know, but the current run that people can come in here and pick up in store. Where is that currently? I mean, how many issues are we in? And kind of where's a good jumping on point for people on the current run?
1: Well, let's say the Unstoppable Wasp is actually just finished as a run and it was fantastic short run. Uh, but, good jumping on point then. <laughs> yeah, no, it's just it's just literally finished, and what Marvel have been very, very clever at doing, um, when they're releasing a film, they usually start a new run, and in the last two weeks, they've just started one, one up called very aptly Ant-Man and the Wasp, Um, Living Legends, it's going to be a new series that obviously coincides with the release of the film. Um, There's only been one issue out so far and again they're doing that because obviously the film being released later this week, next week, whenever it might be Um, they're they're really lining up for um, people to jump on to that as a good starting point. So yeah, it's called Ant-Man and the Wasp, Living Legends issue one and we definitely have a good number of them in store to pick up. Fantastic shameless plug and with that Aaron I'll let you get back to running your store so thank you. Thanks a million Jim, appreciate it.
0: So that's my chat with Aaron about the Wasp, and that pretty much brings this podcast to a close. Thank you for listening. If you can think of other characters you'd like to give us the 101 treatment, then drop us a line at info at We'll have a review of *Man and the Wasp on the website later this week, and more than likely we'll have a spoiler podcast up soon. But for now, until the next time, goodbye. Hey Arn, I've got a joke for you. Where do wasps go on holiday? I don't know Jim, where do
1: wasps go on holiday? Singapore? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs>